Welcome to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. This morning, we're going to be talking about football, baseball, everything in between. I'm here. My name's Ron L.V. Wrights. I'm here with Timothy T-Dog Wilberger. He's one of my good friends from Chicago. We're both from, actually, from Chicago. But we're here to talk about sports. At Listen to the end of this podcast, because we're also going to be talking about our picks for next week in the NFL. So, here we have it. We've got Timothy T-Dog Wilberger. Let's bring him on in and uh, get this party started. Hey, Tim. How's it going? What's going on there, LV? Oh, dude, it's uh, you know been one hell of a hell of a football week this week, huh? Well, you could say that there has <laughs> been some good football, some bad football, and everything in between. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of that today. Yeah, so why don't we start off by talking about ourselves, since this is right now our number one uh, podcast. Maybe not in yeah. the, not for listeners, but definitely number one for us. Yeah, I know for me, there's no question. This is the first podcast for me, and I'm excited about it. As I know you are, we've been talking about this for a while, and uh, it's exciting to get out there and talk about the you know the sports that we love. And you know, I think the name is suits us perfectly. We're just a couple of you know short fat guys sitting on a couch talking sports. Uh, you know, Monday morning, obviously, because we're not out there playing it. We're we're critiquing it from the couch so yeah right i'm excited looking forward to it yeah so uh where are you from what do you do not really what you do we don't really care what you do but where are you from nobody cares about that yeah yeah i you know what you said chicago that's that's definitely where my heart is you know i'm down in dallas right now this is my new home and so you know i'm trying to get myself into the dallas landscape for sports uh, but always going to be a chicago and love the cubs love the bears uh bulls fan blackhawks fan uh, not much of a Sox fan, but you are. Uh, so certainly we got that balance there when we're talking about Chicago sports. But it's going to be, you know, uh, talking Chicago sports, Dallas sports, and of course Las Vegas sports. Um, you know, kind of like that triangulation of crossfire is. Uh, yeah, it is the key. You know, you'd like to. <laughs> it's yeah. the key. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, I just, you know, that's pretty much what it is. I'm a, I'm a true fan. Uh, I, heck, this is the first time in probably twenty. 23 years uh, that I won't actually be live at a Bears game, uh, which is pretty sad in the current state of affairs. So, but nonetheless, love watching the game. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, that's something you brought up, you know, with uh, the whole coronavirus thing and how they're not letting fans go to the game and stuff. But really, it you could probably just take this year off and it wouldn't count as you officially missing the game because you could just call it COVID, right? I mean, well, technically... They, yeah, I mean, what do they do? What do they do when there's a questionable something questionable in sports? They throw an asterisk up next to it, right? So maybe on my list of game, you know, the years I attend games, I'll throw a little asterisk next to 2020, just like just like you're saying. Just like everybody's been doing, I think 2020 is definitely an asterisk kind of year. The year of the asterisk. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're what right, about you buddy. What about you? Yeah, see, you're right. I I am also from uh, the Chicago suburbs. Uh, I am a South Sider, so I, I am a diehard Sox fan. Uh, I do enjoy watching the Bears. That's my team. I don't uh, currently live in Chicago. I live in Las Vegas, so that's why I want to bring in the flair of Las Vegas sports, i.e. Uh, the new Las Vegas Raiders. Not necessarily new, but new to the city. Uh, also, uh, we do have a, a relatively new hockey team, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. 
So there's a couple, at least there's some professional sports I could talk about in Las Vegas because for many years we didn't talk about anything. We didn't have any professional sports. So this is new and exciting for me. Uh, you know, also, you know, I, I watch the Bulls. I, I, I watch the Sox. I watch the Cubs. You know, not being in Chicago, I feel like I could still root for my Chicago-based team. So um, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, just trying to enlighten some people out there on their uh, Monday morning commute if they're commuting. So, I mean, most people aren't. So hopefully you're just sitting in bed just listening to us like what we're going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, really, that's kind of where I'm from. So I do love that triangulation and crossfire sports approach. I think it's great that we're hitting Chicago, Dallas, and Las Vegas. And I think it, it's the key for people that want to listen in those three markets. They, they have a, a one, one-stop shopping with us, for sure. So well, uh, it's obvious. Well, one thing I was going to say, Ron, is it's obvious, you know, we used to live there, which means we still have some friends back there, a a base of friends that could become fans of the, of the podcast, you yeah. know, as we roll this along. Uh, folks down here in Dallas that I've become friends with, that I work with, same deal. And then you out in Vegas, same deal. You've been out there for, you know, yeah, we're from Chicago, but, I mean, you've lived in Vegas a better part of 20-plus years, right, overall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know you had a stint where you came back and lived in Illinois for a little bit there, but... Um, you know, I spent only six years out in Vegas and then the rest of my life in Illinois uh, up until the last year here being here in Dallas. So I think we're going to have, you know, you're right. There's going to be folks in all three cities, hopefully that we'll connect with. And, you know, I'll openly admit never was a really big Dallas fan. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day that I'm, you know, as a Bears fan, I've always been a Packer hater, never really been a big Cowboys fan, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, I'm excited about getting, you know, getting an understanding of how, how the sport It's a big sports town. Don't get me wrong. So yeah, I'm excited at least to, to add some flavor to that that side of the uh, or to that city. Yeah, well, I'm thankful because at least the Raiders are AFC team. You got to deal with an NFC or not an NFC? Yeah, an NFC team. Yeah, NFC. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's some conflict of really. I got to watch the Cowboys, but you're not really watching it. I guess as a true diehard fan, you're just watching as as a fan for the podcast, which I appreciate there, T-Dog. Uh, which I did today. <laughs> yeah, I me, me too. Me too. That was a rough one. So <laughs> speaking of that, let's get right into it. So Dallas uh, is playing Washington on the road. Um, the Washington football team, which I said might as well just be an expansion team because they were playing like an expansion team. But I kind of think that maybe the expansion team is the Cowboys right now. Well, the art, the artist formerly known as the Redskins, is that what you want to call them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, I mean, it, I'll tell you what, this, it's, this, was, this is a big rivalry game. This is a type of rivalry that, you know, we're used to when we talk Bears-Packers and Red Sox-Yankees and Celtics-Lakers. I, I believe it was the 121st meeting or something, you know. This is a – this was a big game, and obviously – it was a big division game. Now, granted, it's a horrible division. Yeah, uh, I think the combined record is like seven and twenty and one. I think there's a tie thrown in there. Um, and there's so many bad things about the NFC East right now, Ron. I mean, it's crazy. For the bottom five in point differential, you know that's makes sense because they're all you know they're losing. They yeah. only have one road win in the entire division, and it actually happened to be within the division. The Eagles beat the, the the Redskins, you know, the team we're talking about today. Yeah. 
So the division is winnable. This was a big game for the Cowboys, right? And you know that as well as I do. And and they, and, they generally always are, right? They generally always yeah. are big games anyways. But usually it's big games. games like they're – they both have winning records going against each other. Right. Not now. Yeah. No, not at all. But but in the sense of where they stand in their division, they're, they're not winning records, but the records are – you know, they're – so close to first place, even with garbage records. And, you know, this has been a tough week at being, you know, just kind of looking at some of the Dallas media down here this week. Um, I'm sure you've heard because this is national news that they, you know, there were some an- anonymous sources or players that apparently came out bashing the Mike McCarthy coaching staff. Um, and I believe it was the uh, NFL network uh, reporter, Jane Slater, I believe that, that put this out on Twitter. And I'm sure you've seen this cause it's been all over. And, you know, you all, anytime you, you think about a winning culture and a losing culture, and when you have a losing culture, you get that type of stuff that sort of happens. Guys get frustrated. They don't know how to handle adversity. You know, it's not all fun and playing music and everything. You know, I mean, you talked about the Bulls. We were spoiled back in the day, right? Yeah. You remember the 90s? I and mean, we were spoiled with the Bulls and the parties and everything else. So, um, But the players this week did come out. They were um, – you know, they came out this week and said that they were disgusted by the leaks and publicly claimed that that's that's really not our locker room, which is what they should do. But at the end of the day, it's getting ugly down here uh, from a, from the press perspective. Uh, many are weighing in, though. This is what you might find in- interesting, Ron, and maybe their listeners will as, as well. That um, you know, there's a lot a lot of folks weighing in down here with the whole you know shut up and play kind of deal, right? You're the players, yeah. you're paid to go out there and play. Um, Former coach Jimmy Johnson said that exact said that exact thing. Came out and said, you know, just be quiet and play football. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think there is just so much negativity around that right now. Uh, there was there was a tweet that went out from a former player of the Cowboys, Barkus Spear, uh, who said the team cheated or the the team um, quit on on uh, McCarthy today. So it's just not looking good down here for the Cowboys. And I'm not even, I haven't even yet talked about the game today. Yeah. I was going to say, we haven't even heard the score, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, it's just right now, the culture overall with around the Cowboys right now, just doesn't seem um, going to go be going really well. And I'll tell you one thing that sort of stood up one, you know, I'll get into some stuff within the game and, you know, just kind of talk through some of the things, but one of the things that stood out to me, it had a Chicago bear connection today. Do you have any idea what that was? Um, hmm. A losing record? <laughs> no, not a losing record. Oh, so, okay. uh, so of course you know the the the, uh, the Cowboys have had some. They dealt with some serious injuries this year, right? And most no, you know, none more notable than Dak Prescott. Oh yeah, you know his injury showing how valuable he is to this to this offense. But uh, you look at the hit on the backup quarterback Andy Dalton took today from former Chicago Bear John Bostic. Uh, he's a oh, is that where he's at now? Jeez. That's right, yeah. And, Ron, it was a dirty hit. And I'm not a big supporter of some of the actions that the NFL has taken to remove hits. And you know, So don't get me wrong. I get it. I know we're trying to keep things safe. But this is a, a gladiator sport. These guys are out there going at the fastest speed their ridiculously you know, monster bodies will allow them to do. Yeah. And But that hit was dirty. I mean, there's no question he lowered the helmet um, and went right towards Dalton's head. But what I noticed, which was really strange, 
is there wasn't that typical thing you would see after something like that happens. What normally would you see immediately after a quarterback gets laid out? And he not only got laid out, Ron, his helmet got knocked off and went like 10 yards. It looked like his head popped off. Wow. What do you normally see right after that? Well, besides the uh, cart coming out to grab him or somebody doing some type of neuro check, um, maybe you see the maybe you see the players like jumping up and – high-fiving each other for a great hit. Even Maybe they yeah. thought it was a great hit. I mean, I, I'm what, just, about the, what about the Dallas players? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 the Dallas players. You said Bostic, so, so, right? Bostic is on what team? Bostic is on, Bostic is on the Redskins, and he's the one that hit Oh, Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. So the Redskins. So what, are the Cowboys, what are the Cowboys players going to do after right after that happens? You think there would be a big fight, but I would think, though, that Dalton being new, that they probably have no respect for him as they were getting their ass kicked anyways. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. See, and that's just it. In the, in the NFL locker room, you can't have that, right? And what, it, there was nobody on that Cowboys team. Uh, like I said, his helmet got clocked right off his head and nobody wow. went in there and defended that quarterback. And that's just, it's just, it just felt like it is just showing what that team, you know, maybe this coaching staff is starting to lose this team. And I know it's early. Yeah. We're only seven games into the season, but man, it was ugly. Well, why don't you give us a score? <laughs> <laughs> well, gotcha. the score was, Jeez. it was a rough one from the start, man. I mean, this team, you know, they lost the game today, but I think it was bigger than that. I mean, as I talked about, yeah, they had injuries, but this this team is – Prescott's loss is so huge. I mean, through the first five games, this team was averaging like 500 yards of offense. It was like video game-type numbers. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, granted, that said, you know, th- those numbers are really fueled by rallies that they've had to do, but the last two games, they're averaging under 250 yards. I think they only had 150 today, if that, and they've only scored a total of 13 points. And their only touchdown was inside like three minutes in that lot, you know, with the cards when they were down 31 to three. Wow. So, yeah, so they're just, it's just not going well right now. And, you know, we mentioned injuries. Yes, the offensive line. This used to be one of the best offensive lines in football, you know, and this is their seventh game of the season. It was their seventh different offensive line combination, Ron. Wow. They got, I mean, they're struggling, dude. It's crazy. And, you know, I I think about back in the day, you remember how spoiled we were in the mid eighties with the bears. You remember that offensive line, Bortz, Hilgenberg, Van Horn, Thayer, Covert. I don't remember if they did, but it felt like those guys played every single play. Yeah. Every single game, every single down. Even the defense, even the defense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, yeah, we had some injuries that you had to deal with. Obviously every, every football team in the years does, but, it just the the offensive line woes that the once dominant and proud Cowboys had to have been going through recently is 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 really really hard to watch. And I mean Dalton was running for his life today, um, but really the the first half of today's game was where the game just completely got out of hand. The Redskins are the worst rushing offense in the NFL. Okay. How many yards do you think they ran for today, LB? Oh man, I see. I, I now keep in mind I did not watch that game, so I'm going to say know. 62 yards. All right. They average 82, so oh. you're not giving them as much credit as they they average. Obviously, they, they average 82. They had 85 yards in the first quarter against this defense. They had over 200 yards for the game rushing. This is the worst rushing offense in the NFL. 
Um, The Cowboy offense seemed to be playing super conservative today, especially Elliott, who he's been struggled holding onto the ball this season. He actually had a couple of fumbles last week, and they, I believe, even apologized to the team this week and vowed to do do better. But at times, it seemed like he was playing really tight. He was missing that missing that usual flash that he has often. He went to like two hands, yeah. like right after first contact. He normally doesn't do that, so it, it just seems like there was um, not a spark on that offense. So it was kind of like you remember the days we used to watch the Bears, and we used to have just every year our defense would be good and our offense we would just be like, Poor. oh my lord, yeah. If only we had an offense. There was one year we had an offense, but our defense was horrible. Oh yeah, it seemed like that was we were just doomed to have one or the other. I think but... that was yeah. I think that was Cutler uh, with uh, Alshon. And uh, oh yeah, and uh, oh Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall, yeah, Brandon Marshall, yep, yep. We had uh, Matt Forte, um, which was good. He was a good running back. So yeah, yeah. And then our, you're right. Then our defense, you know, took steps back. I think that was shortly after Urlacher retired, or whatever the case may be. And we did so Briggs. So so the question really is, what, now obviously uh, Dallas did a coaching change, so we have Mike McCarthy, the ex Green Bay Packer head coach now coaching the the Dallas Cowboys. The question really is, is it the coach that actually wins the games or is it your quarterback that wins the games? Because the same concept were, is playing out now in uh, against the Patriots with Bill Belichick not having Brady, Brady going to Tampa Bay, which happens to be my game today. Um is 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 Mike McCarthy a real? Is he really a good coach, or did he just have a really good player in Green Bay called Aaron Rodgers, who can pretty much do anything he wants whenever he wants? Um, or is it McCarthy that that should is the you know the whisperer of the Cowboys because right now he's whispering them to sleep, is what I'm thinking. So you know. That 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 ha- that has to be seen. Like you know, as more games go on, is McCarthy a good fit? Is he actually a decent coach? Is Bill Belichick actually a decent coach? Um, I, I believe the Patriots lost today. As a matter of fact, I think they did. And then also um, Tampa won today. So Tampa beat uh, Las Vegas today, folks. Here in beautiful Las Vegas, a $2.02 billion stadium with zero people in it. And the big. Well, the, and, well, the players were there and the coaches were there. Yeah, and, and maybe some of the players' families. But, <laughs> but nobody from Las Vegas was here. Not only that, there was two players, one on each team, that actually tested positive for COVID. So, so the NFL was concerned about. Should Las Vegas get the Sunday night nod for football? Because two players tested positive three days ago, and they were concerned that there would be more players testing positive. Um, and if more t- players tested positive, they would have to postpone or push back the game, and they wouldn't have a default game. So they just said, forget it. You know what? Instead of helping out Las Vegas, at, like getting primetime time. Mm-hmm. Um, commercial, you know, revenues. I guess they would get revenues for being in prime time. As maybe the team does. Maybe Las Additional. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, maybe Las Vegas is a city. Um, they just said, you know what? Uh, NFL as a whole can't. We can't do that. So we're gonna flex off 
Las Vegas and Tampa, which I'm pretty sure people would like, you know, the only reason why Tampa's even being, would be on a Sunday night game anyways, it's only because of Brady, Gronk, and now, folks, and now former wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders and from the New England Patriots and from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown signs a one-year deal with Tampa. He did not play today. I think you said he wasn't going to play today. He did not play today. So that's going to be interesting. Everyone's calling Brady the, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the Antonio Brown whisperer. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but bottom line is that, yeah, there was two, there was two players that had COVID. Antonio Brown did not play. Uh, the team, I'm the, I don't have all the stats like you. I'm not a steady guy like you. I, I didn't do my research. I just watched the game. My feeling was initially that it, it, it seemed to be a pretty good game. Um, it was relatively close in the beginning, but when, when it was all said and done, though, the uh, final score was Tampa 45 and uh, the Las Vegas Raiders 20. Now, if if the Raiders played Dicka, Tim, the, <laughs> the, the Raiders played Mike Dicka, what would that score be? Just wondering. Uh, Dicka 112, Raiders 2. That's what I'm thinking. Raiders and Dicka don't go together anyways. <laughs> But, you know, uh, the problem that I see for Vegas, they really could have used the sponsorship. Um, you know, Vegas is, is is hurting as a city because we're not getting, you know, all the casinos out here are about 50% capacity right now. Uh, we we just don't have the volume. We, do, we don't have the, the conventions going on. Obviously, that stuff is still shut down. So, you know, it, it just, you know, did, was Vegas punished? for having two people having COVID. And you know, when the government's talking about people having COVID or or just your family, your loved ones having COVID, whatever, that we're not supposed to punish the people, right? We're not supposed to punish people. We're not supposed to punish businesses. We're supposed to help them. And I just feel like uh, we weren't, you know, Vegas as a whole was, was punished for, you know, what's going on in this society. But... Uh, but, you know, this I, I was hoping that I'd have a little bit more on Antonio Brown because this would have been his first uh, game in L- Las Vegas, obviously, but really against the old team that, that took him after Pittsburgh. But uh, that didn't come to fruition. Um, but speaking of, you know, it's funny, you know, we're talking about Brady. So we got a funny little clip coming in here. We'd like to call this little section the smack wagon. Let me go ahead and start that up. <laughs> Oh no, that's the wrong clip, man. That is not. That's not funny. Was that something supposed to be? They thought it was funny. Something's supposed to be funny, but you know. But basically, this clip right here is the smack wagon, and for the first time ever, T Dog is going to be talking about his smack. Who's he going to smack on today? But let's hear for the horn. There we go, baby. So, who are we smacking on today? I know I was talking about Tampa Bay. And I'm pretty sure we're going to go back about two weeks. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Brady, right? That's who we're smacking on. So you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback that's ever laced it up, right? I know you mentioned, you know, is it coaching or is it the quarterback that wins games? I mean, at the end of the day, this is the mo- This is the number one position in probably all of sports as far as if you've got the right guy, you're going to win games. And a guy like Tom Brady, I mean, this is a guy who's, I believe, in his 21st year. He's 
won six Super Bowls. He's got four Super Bowl MVPs. He's one of the smartest players in the game. He really knows how to play the game. And you're talking about, we go back to that Bears game. And the so, Chicago Bears. Yeah, let's set, let's set that up. Yeah, go ahead right. and set that so up. The, yeah, so the Chicago Bears uh, are hanging right in there with the Buccaneers. And just like anything, you get down to that last few minutes of the game, and a lot that's where a lot of the coaching comes in and making the right decisions. But, you know, the Bears left Tom Brady. I don't remember exactly how much time, but there was a little over a minute left, or there was just under two minutes left to go, and Tom Brady got the ball back down by, I believe, just one. Um, and thus he could come back, and all he needed was a field goal to win that game. Yeah. And as a Bears fan, we've been there so many times, Ron, and you're sitting there thinking, okay, it's basically this guy's been in this situation so many times, uh, umpteen number of comeback victories on his belt, especially in the, the under two minutes left to go. And here he is against the Chicago Bears, and he forgets what down it is. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The, the, there's are, there's no excuse. This is why I'm talking smack to Tom Brady this week. There is wow. no excuse to that when you are a 20-plus-year veteran and you've got all those accolades for you to forget what down it is. And he truly you, – you look at the play that they did on third down – well, fourth down, his third down in his mind. He did press. It wasn't kind of a tight window pass he tried to throw in there. But at the end of the day – <laughs> he thought it was third down, but it wasn't. Game over, Bears win, and he's like, whoa, whoa, we got one more down. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Tom. This is the reason you got ran over by this week's smack wagon. Wow. Thump, thump, honk, honk. I, I'm sorry, man. I just, it was crazy. I just couldn't, I couldn't hold my tongue. You know, I have to agree with you. You know, that's a good lead in now because we're going to start talking about the Bears. Bears play Monday night uh, on the road in Los Angeles against the Los Angeles Rams. This should be a really exciting game. We've got, you know, two of the best defensive uh, players, uh, two-time defensive player of the year, uh, Aaron Donald, and one-time player of the year, defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack, um, going head-to-head defensively. Probably the top, what, top five, both teams are top five at least for defense this season. I would think um, it should be for a Monday night game. It should be a really, really. Uh, how do I say this? Boring Nervous? game. No, no, just boring. You know, defense too deep. I like a good defensive game. I just wish we had a little bit more flair. I know I've got some friends out there that, that still think Trubisky should still be in. I've got some friends out there that said Nick Foles should have been in. From week one, as a matter of fact, um, there's people out there. There, there literally is people out there that um, knew the Bears were going to be bad. And there's a lot. I think we all felt the Bears were going to be bad, but did we know really who they were? Well, let's let's ask one of our colleagues out there unfortunately he's died a few years ago but let's ask one of our colleagues yeah let's ask one of our colleagues out there how he felt about the bears the bears are who we thought they were that's why we took the damn field now if you want to crown them then crown their ass but they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook man and you know what the bears were let off the hook 
probably five out of six games. Right? That's a good that's a good point. So Bears play uh Detroit and the they're driving down. The pa- the pass uh for Detroit is dropped by their tight end. I don't remember his last name. That's how you know memorable that moment was. But you know, the Detroit should have beat the Bears. That was game that was week what, one? Is that that week was one? week one. Mm-hmm. Um, touchdown pass. A sure touchdown pass. A sure touchdown pass. And then it was comeback after comeback in the fourth quarter. Actually, as of last week, the Bears were the number one fourth quarter scoring football team in the NFL. I don't know if it still holds true this from last week or this week, but I know at week four or week five, I think it was week five, they were the number one scoring fourth quarter team. And dead last in the third quarter. Dead last. I don't think they scored in the third quarter until last week. That's how yeah. bad it was. So, I mean, I guess from for, for being a Chicago fan, a Bears fan, I guess the games were pretty exciting because they felt exciting, even though I think when we were done, we talked about it afterwards and said, wow, they shouldn't have even been in the conversation of winning. Should have never been there. Yeah, and Ron, you know, it's, it's yeah, we did talk about that. And you're t- this is a team that, yeah, they're five and one. And as I said to you the other day, they're, three or four plays away from two and four, right? I mean, it just, that's how you feel. But after I after I said that and I kind of thought about it, you could say that about a lot of seasons. You look at some of the games that the Bears have pulled out through the year, or any team, you look at it, and you could probably see probably a three to four game swing, I bet. If somebody actually took the time and did all the little, you know, looks at uh, games that were, that were close and swinging one way or the other. So, yeah, they're five and one. Did I think they were going to be five and one? No. So you played that clip. Are the Bears who we thought they were? Right. Yeah. Well, I think they are. Yes and no. Is the record? No. But are they? Yeah. I don't know that the offense is really, you know, isn't much better than we thought they were going to be. I think the defense is right around where we expected. Yeah, you said um, top five. I think the Bears actually right now have the seventh best defense in the NFL. The Rams, I believe, are are number four. So that's why this is going to be a defensive game. But yeah, but so yeah. To answer your question, I they kind of are who I thought they were, except for being in these games long enough to be able to pull them out at the end. Wow, that's that's my take on it. Yeah, and I I I think, I mean, I I know talking at the beginning of the season with some of the guys that I work with, uh, basically, I gave the Bears uh, what six? I gave them six and ten. I think is what I ended up giving mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, uh, that will, will, he'll be on the talk. He'll be on the uh, podcast one night. We'll talk to him a little bit more. His name's Eric. I believe he was four and 12, four and 12, but that's, I think that's with Trubitsky playing the majority of the games. Um, I think he was giving them six and six and 10. If Foles was able to get in right now, the five and one mark is literally, blowing those numbers out of the water uh you know it's funny you say that because you you did mention though um which i i think it's important to talk about uh how it they play okay so they're playing la today or tomorrow tomorrow well really today right they're playing tonight because it's you oh, know, we're yeah. monday, monday morning. morning couch potatoes yep so they will be playing tonight and at at some point they either going to win or lose they're either going to be six and one or they're going to be five and two but if they go 500 the rest of the way, what's their record? 
Well, yeah, we did talk about that. And, Ron, the, what I had mentioned is I kind of see the rest of this year going. There's basically two schedule blocks, for lack of better terminology, over the next for the rest of the year for the Bears. And right now, the next three games are really going to th- – this is what you see in a lot of the media right now where everybody's like the Bears winning ugly and, you know, who have they really beat and that type of thing, right? They do have – you. I, I, in my opinion, they have two quality wins over Tampa Bay and Carolina – they played a very tough Indianapolis team, one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they're staying in these games. But the next three games are really when we're going to see if the Bears are who we thought they were. You got the Rams. You follow yep. that up with the Saints yep. the following Sunday. In Chicago. Yep. In Chicago. And then you have to travel to Tennessee to play a very tough run offense and just overall well-coached team in, in Tennessee. Three very good football teams over the next three weeks. And as I said to you, that even if the Bears go, you know, lose the next three games, and they're at five and four coming into that that game, Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings, I still feel good that if the Bears come out of that, even at five and four, they still have a realistic chance of going nine and seven, ten and six to finish out the year and thus be in the playoff discussion. Um, so the, the next three games are the first block. And then the final six, uh, seven games that they play are against teams with losing records, except for Green Bay. I yeah. mean, they play Minnesota twice. They have a three-game set with Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville in December. Yeah. I mean, three teams, I think, that combined have three wins right now. Yeah. I mean, we're in week seven, and those three teams have combined three wins. So for Green Bay, you have two games, obviously, against the Packers. Those are going to be huge. We're closing out the season with Green Bay uh, against the Packers. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, is really a strange phenomenon this year, that the Bears are not playing the Packers until the 12th week of the season. Yep. I think, overall, the Bears have not played the Packers this late, or their first game against the Packers this late in the year, something since, like, 2003 or something crazy like that, when they played them in, like, week 13. It's really strange for the schedule to fall the way that it did this year where the Packers are not going to meet the Bears until that late in the season. And then, you know, so they have a couple of games in the last six. So, um, but again, that's kind of the way I see it. So yeah, realistically, I see a nine and seven, 10 and six. Is that a good enough team to kind of move forward? Well, really Nick Foles is going to be the answer to that, right? Yeah. And you said earlier, is the quarterback, you know, important to winning? We know it is. And I, he's not really there to go out and light teams up and throw for 375 yards and four touchdowns. He's there to limit mistakes, right? Help yeah. them run the football better and get them in a position to where the defense can make a play or two and they can stay in the game long enough to win it or stay on top of the team that they're beating. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. We're, we, the Bears have, in the next three weeks, have a slight uphill battle. They, they're playing some really good teams. And then uh, for the remainder of the year, it's almost like they're running downhill. So the question is, will they be able to not fall forward on their face, come up flat, uh, you know, end up just rolling down the hill or backing into a playoff game also? Um, right now they're going to be playing tonight, Monday night, against L.A. Rams. They follow up with the Saints at home. Uh, the Bears are on the road against the Titans, which Titans have actually ended up losing today against Pittsburgh. But I, is that? I think that's the Titans' first loss or second loss. That's their first loss. Their first loss. So Tennessee's no slouch. And then you go, no. then you got Monday night uh, Vikings Bears. 
Then you've got your buy. So you got which I always I also feel like a week eleven buy seems really late. It's towards the end right? to me. It's one of the later, buys. which might help the Bears. You know, especially if they're having some na- some you know some uh, nagging injuries and stuff, that might actually be a good time for them to rest because it's really what what we're dealing with after our buy. Green Bay Sunday night, Lions, Texans. That should be that that will be a good game. Texans will be a really good game. And then we got Bears, Vikings, Bears, Jags, and then Green Bay at Chicago, baby. That's going to finish the season out. And, you know, hey, we're all optimistic here. Uh, there is some bias. So we're going we're gonna to hope that the Bears are going to be like, I don't know, 12 and 4. That would be nice. I'd like to think that they – I mean, Saints, I think the Bears can beat the – I think the Bears can honestly beat the Saints. I don't think the Saints are playing that well. It really depends on on their like last time the Bears won into to L.A. Rams. I th- we won. I believe we had won that game. That, I was at that game. That was two two years ago. I was at that game. Okay, yes. so you were at that game. Did we win that game? We did win that game. It was a tight battle. The Rams were very good that year as well. Yes. Um. And you know, we just talked about that. Are the Bears as good as you know whatever we thought they were? You could keep going back to that. But let's just talk about the Rams real quick. I mean, this team's four and two. But who are their four wins against? The uh, NFC East. Oh, yeah. Those are the four teams that they beat, Ron. Arguably the worst division. I don't even want to say just in football. They're the worst division I've ever seen right now. And so are the Rams really that good? Now, and granted, yes, they are a top defense. Aaron Donald is a stud. Uh, Nick Foles is going to have his hands full with him and that defensive front. Yeah. Uh, you got Jalen Ramsey in the backfield. But at the end of the day, we aren't even sure who they are because they have beaten teams they darn well should have in the NFC East. So, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, right now, you might ha- we talk about the Bears potentially being a fraud. So could the not, uh, so could the Rams. We don't know yet, right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how this goes. I mean, their their other their their losses were against the Bills, a very good team, and the Niners, although they're at five hundred, also in my opinion, a very good football team. So. Again, the Rams may not be – this is going to be a test, I think, for both teams. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see. Two powerhouse defenses going up against each other. Uh, we need to see uh, Foles not turn the ball over and um, need the defense to really step up against Goff and Cooper Cup and that, that offense. All right, so um, what what's your predictions for Monday night game tonight? Well, I'll tell you what. Looking at what the Bears have been able to do um, defensively, and right now I think they've got a lot of momentum. They feel good about how they've played the last couple of weeks. Um, I know that I believe Matt Nagy has passed off some of the play calling, if not all of it, over to the offensive coordinator, Laser. Um, and so I think there's a that, plus there. We talked about coaching. Right? What's that? Yeah, no, that that's big. Naggy passing off play calling? I I believe he's starting last week. I could be wrong, but that's something that, you know, fans have been, you know, I believe Matt Nagy's a really good coach. He's an incredible motivator. I just don't know if he can handle the capacity of the calling the plays and managing the game all at the same time. There just seems like there's there's some hiccups there and there's some mistakes that are made. Maybe a little disconnect, yeah. Right, and there's nothing wrong with trusting somebody to follow your plan. And uh, so, you know, I would hope that if he didn't last week, I believe he did, 
Uh, but I hope he continues that and really concentrates on the motivating factor and what he's able to bring to the table there. So, but with that said, uh, I really think that it's going to be a tight football game. I, I have, I feel like the, the bears are going to get out to a, a quick start against the Rams and then they're going to hold on. And I think Chicago is going to win this football game 20 to 16. Wow. 20 to 16. Hold on. Did, mm-hmm. I think, what was that? Oh, there's some people laughing out there. 2016. Yeah, must, have some pack, must have some Packer fans out there in the uh, crowd. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, I, you know what? I agree. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be blowout on both ends. I don't think Nick Foles has. I think he has the wep- I think he has the weapons around him to. Uh, possibly, you know, score some touchdowns. I think Jimmy Graham is looking really good. And finally, the the rook out of Notre Dame finally stepped up last week. And, uh, Cole Komet. Yeah, yep. Cole Komet finally got his first touchdown uh, pass. So congrats, Cole. We appreciate you being on the team. And then um, also, um, uh, we also have um, Nick Foles, you know, with our with – our, uh, um, Running back uh, Montgomery doing what he needs to do. So I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hmm, I'm gonna say Bear. I think last week, if you asked me, I think Bears lose the game. Uh, I don't know why, just that's what I think. But now talking through it, especially on this podcast, you know. Speaking of this podcast, Monday Morning Couch Potatoes has a Twitter. You can tweet us. MM Couch Potatoes. But getting back to my score, tweet us what you think the score is tonight, what will be tonight. But um, I'm going to say 18-15 Chicago. 18-15. Yeah. I don't know. It just oh. seems like an odd number. But uh, I don't know what – you know, I, I obviously I live in Vegas. Um, I don't know what the spread is. That's probably something – Six. It's spread six? Is six. Yes. There's there's teams out there basically, you know the uh, the uh, betters are going towards the the, um, the, um, the betters Bears are going also. towards L A. Mm-hmm. Is Bears favorite? The Bears are not the favorite. The Bears yeah. Are so it's going towards L A. Underdogs, right? Okay. Well, you know, go Bears, go, go Bears. Bears. So well, one thing. Yeah, As go I ahead. Say, one thing we are going to do at the end of every podcast, as you mentioned earlier, was put our picks in for next week. So we're going to get to that. Um, do we want to talk baseball before we get into that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right now we have the World Series happening um, today, and I think we're on Game Five. Uh, last I oh, was, no, this is Game. This is Game Six. Oh, actually. excuse me. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It is Game Five. You're right. Oh, good. I. This is Monday morning couch potatoes, man. We know our stuff. <laughs> so, anyways, game five is playing right now. The series was tied 2 2 going into game five. Uh, last I looked, LA was up 4 to 2 over Tampa, but I don't know the score. Tim, uh, can you give us an update? It's, it, it's 4 to 2 right now in the bottom of the eighth. There's one out. All right. So, um, so hopefully, when you're listening to this on Monday, your Monday morning drive, you're going to hear that what we're saying is obviously going to be in the past. So uh, I think LA's got a good chance of taking a 3-2 lead. Uh, but we're going to have to watch out because, man, the ending yesterday was absolutely – it was rookie ball. It was rookie ball. It was triple A, baby. 
You're not supposed to have a base hit out in the outfield and then mishandle that 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 catch or not catch that 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 grounder from the outfield and then throw it to the catcher who swings across to try to tag somebody who happened to fall down, folks. The runner, the Tampa Bay runner, rounds third and actually stumbles halfway through thinking he was going to be picked off at the plate. But then the catcher swings to get into position and the ball flies out of his glove. Game over, two-run score, bottom of the ninth in Arlington. I mean, how insane is that, Tim? It was it was crazy. And and you look at who made the made the play there, Brett Phillips. I mean, here's a guy who's got three years in the league. I think he's played for three different teams in those three years. So you got a guy who just hasn't been, you know, he knows, I think uh, they interviewed uh, one of the players they interviewed yesterday said he knows his role. He's a defensive uh, substitute, maybe a pinch runner here and there. For him to come in in that situation and deliver that hit, three to two, two outs in that type of situation. I mean, it was a so exciting for somebody like him to be able to do something like that. So it was, I'll tell you what though, there was some agony there. I am a huge Cubs fan, but I've also been a Dodgers fan pretty much all my life. And my son is a huge Dodger fan. And uh, I actually was FaceTiming him yesterday during that 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 inning. Okay. That, that inning. And the sad thing was, is since he was streaming it, I was about 15 seconds in front of him. Uh-oh. So here's this here's this Brett Phillips that comes up, 26-year-old, just, uh, you know, I think he's barely hitting over the Mendoza line on his career. I think he's <laughs> just barely over 200 for, for his average. But, again, that's not what he's there for. He played for the Brewers. He played for the, the Royals and now with, the, with uh, Tampa Bay. And for him to go in there and me see that – happened 15 seconds before my son got to see it and then seeing the agony on his face man that just broke my heart and typical true blue baseball fan that he is he said dad i gotta go and hung up the phone yeah and so he didn't talk to me until i saw him this evening for dinner so i mean it's this kid's got passion the kind of passion i have for the cubs the kind of passion you have for the white Sox, the kind of passion we both have for the bears um, he's got that for the Dodgers. So it's, I hope they pull it out for him. I, for his sake, I do. But honestly, I, he said he had to go because he didn't want to hear, you know, he didn't want to hear no smackdown from you. You know, he didn't want, <laughs> folks, he didn't want to have the smack wagon come rolling in on him. Ooh. That, that, you know, that, that could, that could have been, that very well could have been. That play last night could have been the top one for smack wagon because the reality of it is that truck should have ran. Their butts over. Just like that. You're going to love hitting that button, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Because the reality of it is that should it should have been tie. It should have been a tie game. Probably go to overtime most or overtime or extra innings most likely. But the way that ended, I mean, there was a lot of jaws dropped, especially for your son. And um, I'm sure a lot of Dodger, a lot of Dodger blues were, were, really the blues last night but you know what a what a rebound so far so far four two up four two um uh jock peterson hits a hits a home run speaking of home runs speaking of home runs there t-dog yeah i i was wondering and since we're talking about la but this really has nothing to do with la but uh, we talk about dodger blue 
you know, there, we also need to talk about blue shoes or red shoes. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start off this this next clip real quickly, and you tell me, you tell me. Hold on. You like the red shoes or the blue shoes, bro? Do you like the red shoes or the blue shoes? Because what we saw tonight uh, for their third run, I think their third run was uh, Jock Peterson's home run. Uh, we saw something interesting, but the question is, was he wearing blue shoes or red shoes? Well, if he hit a home run, it's got to be the blue shoes. I'm going to go with blue. Like that. I like the blue <laughs> shoes, Ben. Way out of here. Oh, my gosh. On he to hit the it roof. on the roof. He hit it onto the roof across the street. I have never seen that. On top of the building. Even he admired that shot. It's got to be the shoes, folks. It's got to be the shoes. Well, for Jock Peterson tonight, it probably most likely was his bat and not so much his shoes. But that game, that game, first off, folks, what you just heard, go ahead, uh, T-Dog, go ahead and and give us the intro on that. What did we just hear? Well, what we just heard was Glenn Allen Hill for the Cubs hitting a home run out of Wrigley Field across Waveland onto one of the rooftops across the street. Um, which I did a little homework on this b- before today, and this happened 20 years ago. I thought it was older than that. Um, but it happened 20 years ago this past May, um, and he hit it up onto the roof, which had obviously they've never seen before, as he said from that clip. Yeah. And crazy, just crazy, crazy scene, you know, for him to hit it. And you knew as soon as he hit it, it was going a mile. I remember watching it on TV, which, which by the way, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, not as cool. Not as cool as your experience. Yeah. So my experience is the, the we were talking about this. I was uploading that clip, and uh, he was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that was crazy." I mean, I just couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be there just to see that happen. I said, "It's funny thing. It's funny you say that." I actually was at that game, folks. I was at that game when Glenn Allen Hill hits that home run onto the rooftop. Um, I got to that game early. I was super excited. I got out. Uh, I was with my sister and I think one of our friends and we end up going into that ballpark. We were, I think we were down for third base side. We were right there just enjoying myself. Uh, I can't recall the inning that it was hit from. It was later innings, probably around seven or eight. And I, I don't even know if the Cubs even won that game. Um, but I, my sister's a Cub fan. I went to that game. And uh, the best part about that game was is I actually forgot my keys in the car that game. That's what's memorable of that game. Not, not the Glen Allen Hill home run, folks. That I actually left my keys in the car. And while I was chomping on my hot dog, uh, enjoying the game, I, I realized that I don't have my keys. Oh, my God. And it's a rental car because I didn't live there at the time. I flew back home to go to that game to be with my sister, hang out with family. And uh, <laughs> I left that game. I left that game because I was in a panic that I couldn't find my keys. I'm in down, I'm downtown Chicago, and here I am at a Cubs game with no keys in my pocket. And how am I going to get home? Or at least, you know, how am I going to get missing home? The, you're missing the best part. I'm missing. Car the car was running. Yeah, I haven't even gotten to that story. 
So I get out to the car to get say, all right, I just left my keys in the car. Yeah, I left the car running. <laughs> running and locked. Locked. So I happened to bum a metal coat hanger from the neighbor, and actually I was able to pick the dang lock and get into the car. And as I'm driving home, I hear, I hear, long fly ball, blue shoes, red shoes. I hear all of that. Well, not really that part because that's the radio, that's TV. But on the radio, I was listening to it on the radio, and and I heard that home run from outside the stadium. Yeah, it was amazing. So you were listening. So you were listening to Pat Hughes and Ron Santo. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I did not get to witness that, but I was I was actually at that game. So well, hopefully, well, hopefully, we'll have some. You know, next week uh, we'll have some more good Dodger. Uh, Tampa Bay race stuff to talk about. So. I, I'm sure we are. We're going to go and get right into our uh, next week's game's picks. And uh, let's start off with, uh, well, we already talked about Monday night tonight. But let's start off with Thursday night game. We got Falcons at the Panthers. Falcons at the Panthers. T-Duck? So, yeah, Falcons are a complete mess, Ron. I mean, how, how many times can you lose a game in the strangest possible ways? You had that crazy onside kick in Week 2 against Dallas. You had our Bears rallying when Nick Foles came in down 26-10, right, and, and rallied them to a win. Yeah. Uh, and then and then this Sunday night's game, this this past Sunday night. I mean, the Falcons, their fourth quarter percentages, this is something that I found interesting today. Against the Cowboys, at one point it was 99.9% that they were going to win. Against the Bears was ninety nine point six percent. Yesterday or Monday's game or Sunday's game against the Lions, ninety five point nine, and they lost all three games. I mean, it's got to be just heartbreaking for the fans of that team. So, uh, the Panthers are near top ten offense going up against the absolute worst defense in the NFL. I'm taking Carolina. I agree. I'm I'm taking Carolina. I have no confidence in the Falcons. I think Carolina takes it for Thursday night. So now we go mm-hmm. Steelers, who are currently undefeated. Uh, against the Ravens, this should be a really good game. I, I just I can't get away from uh, uh, the top three defense of the Steelers. Right, they're an incredible defense going up against a Ravens team that really can run the football well. I think this is where Pittsburgh gets their first loss, though, Ron. I think that that Baltimore is going to do what it needs to do at home. They're going to control the clock. They're really going to wear that defense down and keep Roethlisberger off the field. I'm going to take the Ravens. Oh, I'm I'm going to go against you. I think. Uh... I think Steelers on the road. I I just feel like um, uh, Roethlisberger's got a you know he's he's got a swagger about him. He lost a bunch of weight. He looks really good, and I just feel like uh, he's going to go in there and uh, show them that you know why they're going to be you know seven and zero really. So uh, the f- next week is Rams at Dolphins. Ram- Los Angeles Rams are going to be. Traveling all the way to the the Miami Dolphins. What do you got? Well, Miami's two wins are against the Jaguars and the Jets. So yeah, they really you know they do have a quality win over the 49ers, But you know the Rams are going to be sending Aaron Donald and that defense all out for rookie QB. And I'm going to know I'm going to get this name wrong. Tua Tagliova, who's making his NFL debut in that game. Ron, um, not a good defense to have your coming out party, in my opinion. I think the Rams take this one on the road. Yeah, I think Fitzpatrick actually was having is having a really good year. I don't think you should be putting um, that rookie quarterback from Alabama in uh, in. 
I think he needs to sit on the bench personally. Uh, but that being said, said I, I believe uh, Dal- uh, Dolphins are going to lose to the Rams. Rams take it. So the next, <laughs> oh man, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets uh, at the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this one off and just say uh, Chiefs. <laughs> I don't think the Jets have what it takes to get a win. Did they win today? They did not. Okay. Ron. And this one, this one is actually my lock of the week. The Jets with the worst offense in the NFL. They're terrible defensively. They got the worst head coach in the NFL. They're being outcoached, outplayed, and they're just bad to watch. But they're going to beat the Chiefs in an upset. So that's my lock of the week. Um, I, you know, I, I, hey, I'm going to no, give you a different I, lock. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. The Chiefs are going to wipe the floor with the Jets. They are just an awful team. Absolutely Chiefs, 100%. But it is your lock of the week, Chiefs over the Jets. Lock of the week, put it down. All right. (laughs) So uh, Vikings at Packers, they've already played once before, right? This is their second game? Uh, That part, I'm not sure. Yeah, they they played. Packers beat the Vikings like 40-something to 30-something. Okay. Week week one or two. I Packers. I'm going to take Packers one more time. I think Packers are going to. I think Packers are still going to win. They're at home. Uh, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers still ha- is going to have their way with with the Packers. So Packers. Um, what do you got there, T? Well, I'm not sure what's up with the Vikings, Ron. I mean, the Cousins is not playing well. The defense is getting burned by the big play way too much. And, you know, despite running the ball really well, which they've been able to do over the last several years, they just it's just not adding up to wins. And I hate, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think the Packers are going to win this game. Yeah, I know, right? So there's going to be, as long as the Bears win tonight, uh, there's going to be two first, first place number one teams in the division. And that's going to be Packers and Chicago. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, moving on, we've got the Colts at the Lions. Uh, I have no faith in the Lions whatsoever. Um, I feel that uh, Frank Wright is going to have his team ready to go, and it's going to be Colts on the road against the Lions. Yeah, this one's a tough call. I mean, the Colts with the number two defense against the Lions offense that, that just can't seem to find the rhythm, you know. But the Lions are scrappy, Ron. I mean, they will hang with just about every team in the NFL. I think this one's going to be close, but I think you're right. The Colts take it out, something like 20 to 17. I'll go with Indy as well. All right. So the next one we've got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raiders. At, at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns actually pulled it off. They, I didn't think they were going to win today, folks. Uh, they actually ended up winning, <laughs> which is yeah. a, like a barn burner there. I can't believe it. Actually, surprisingly, the for once – uh, for I have some friends out there that are Cleveland f- fans, like fans of Cleveland. If you can believe it, I can't believe they have fans. Uh, but they've hung in. They've hung into this long. Uh, they actually are winning games. Uh, but will they win against the Las Vegas Raiders? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Las Vegas had a little bit of their win taken out today. I feel they're going to go on the road to the East Coast. There's going to be a time change, maybe weather. And uh, I, I'm going to say Browns pulls it out. But honestly, I, I'm not a favored fan of the Las Vegas Raiders at this time. I am a Chicago Bears fan. So just remember that. So I'm going to go with Browns at this time. What about you there, T-Dog? Well, this should be a wild one. I mean, last time these guys met a couple years ago, the, the final score was 45-42 to 42 by the Raiders. Uh, I, I tell you what, Ron, I really like Derek Carr. I mean, he throws one of the prettiest deep balls in the league. 
and I'm just not 100% sold on the Browns yet. I'm going to take the Raiders. Wow. All right. I mean, that that that's a fair statement. He, you know, pretty balls can get you far these days. Okay. <laughs> yes, they can. All right. So our next game is Titans, Tennessee Titans against the uh, Bengals. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I know Bengals have a rookie quarterback. Um, his name's Joe somebody, right? Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, but for a rook, he, he looks good. And it's not like they're being blanked all the time. Like, they lost today, uh, but not by much. So I'm going to go ahead and say Titans still beat the Bengals because Titans have a really good defense. Uh, they were, at as of today, they before today's games, they were undefeated. And they lost to a, another undefeated team. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee continues on and gets that win after their loss. And... Uh, I think Tennessee takes it. What about you there, T? No, what you you said about Burrow, you're right. And what you said about the Bengals, I mean, they've been so close the past couple of weeks. And with each game, Burrow is getting more comfortable with that offense. I really like the wide receiving core on this team. Tyler Boyd is on pace for over 1,000 yards. Um, You know, obviously, A.J. Green has had his struggles, but T. Higgins has played well over the past several weeks, including a touchdown today. So even with A.J. Green having the rough start, I think Burrow, though, will continue to grow. He'll bond with his top target, assuming Green doesn't get traded before next week. We, you know, we're going to be talking about trades potentially yeah. on next podcast. But this is my upset of the week. I think this is when Burrow finally gets them over the hump and the Bengals shock the world and beat the Titans. I'm going to take Cincinnati. Wow. Upset of the week, folks. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. You heard it on Monday morning couch potatoes. Upset of the week. The T-Dog is calling. Bengals over the Tennessee Titans. There you go. I mean, really, is it an upset? They are at home. Yeah, it's an upset. Yeah, it's an upset. I, the Bengals <laughs> won one game this year. They got a rookie quarterback. They're going up against a top-tier defense and a great running team. But I just think this is the finally the game that, that Burroughs, uh, you know, Burrow gets a, a good game and uh, they get the win. All right. Let's we'll uh, see if I know what I'm talking about. Patriots at the Bills. Uh, Patriots, obviously, they don't have Tom Brady anymore. Uh, they got big Cam Newton in there. Uh, Bills, Bills look great. Uh, Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen for the Bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they actually look really good. I think this is a good year that the Bills can actually get a couple wins over the Patriots in their division for once. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Bills uh, at home uh, against the Patriots. Well, the Patriots have a good defense, Ron, so they're going to keep this close, but the Bills are just playing way too good right now, and despite today's loss to the Steelers, right? Cam Newton just was horrendous today with three picks, eventually getting replaced by Jarrett Stidham. So, you know, he even looked incredibly uncomfortable today. So I think the Bills pull this one out as the Patriots now are going to be dealing with who's going to play quarterback, similar to what the Bears had to deal with with Nick Foles and and Trubisky. So I, I think Bills as well. All right. So going into another game is Chargers at the Broncos. Uh, I would, you know, I almost feel like this is a toss-up. But Broncos have been playing so poorly for so long. I mean, their defense looks horrible. They look old. Um, I'm just not impressed with any decisions that Elway has made in the, you know, general manager's office. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, over the the Denver Broncos, even though my wife's a Bronco fan. I'm going to still pick the Chargers because I, I just don't think the Broncos has the confidence and the, uh, the where for all for them to take it to the next level right now. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Broncos' offense is just bad uh, as well. I mean, they're sloppy with the football. Drew Locke really does not seem like the answer at quarterback, uh, while the Chargers, on the other hand, seem to have found their guy with Justin Hebert, uh, Hebert or Hebert, whatever you want to call him, Herbert, <laughs> who threw for around, I think he threw for around 350 today and three touchdowns. So yeah, throw in Locke having to deal with Joey Bosa and the rest of that defensive front of the Chargers, and this one could get ugly. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. All right, so we got Niners at Seahawks. Now, this is my... I, I feel like Seahawks is probably the, be, the, the best team uh, in the division. And I feel like um, I, I feel like the Niners are still trying to, you know, get back to their, form, their former, you know, glory of when Jimmy G was actually not hurt. Um, but... I'm going to take upset of the week. I'm going to say, and I feel like it would be upset of the week if the Niners beat the Seahawks at home. I feel like that would be an upset of the week. So that's going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to take Niners over Seahawks. Upset of the week. You heard it here first on Monday Morning Couch Potato. This is it. <laughs> what do you think there, T-Dog? Well, you know what? I think you picked a good one. I mean, this this is the game of the day, in my opinion, other than, you know, my, my beautiful Bears game and the Saints game that we're going to get to here in a minute. But, I mean, the Niners are really starting to click right now. And the Seahawks, while sitting at 5-0 and coming into tonight's game against the Cardinals, uh, which they were winning at last check, but they really don't have a quality win to speak of, though, Ron. You look at their opponents, and they're a combined 9-23 and so far this season. So I don't know if we really know who the Seahawks are just yet with some of the teams that that beat. So I am actually going to go with you on this one. I am going to take the Niners as well. I think they're going to beat the Seahawks. And, the, you know, this is one of those games where the Seahawks are then going to sort of take another look at how things have gone against that team and say, wait a minute, we, we're sitting at presumably they'll be 6-1 and one at that point. And uh, they're going to say, we need to figure out what went wrong and we need to regroup. And, you know, I, they're still going to be a great football team, but I'm going to take the Niners as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I uh I agree, and I think I think you're absolutely right with your assessment. And so far, your assessment on most of the stuff sounds pretty sound. I like the mm-hmm. stats that you're bringing in, doing a great job there. So keep it up. Now, if I had some music that I can play into this, I would play it, but I don't. Which I'll have to get next uh, next uh, podcast. Get a little bit of tunes for the bear stuff. Maybe a a bears, uh, you know. Bear down, Bear, Chicago Bear. Down, Bear. Chicago Bears, yeah, baby. absolutely. So we got Saints at the Bears. Now the Saints played the Bears last year, right, in Chicago, or was it the year before? It might have been the year before. And just in my my, the, my brain pan there. That's fine. The Bears lost, and it, this was the first year. I yeah, it was probably two years ago. It was the first year of Trubisky, and the Bears lost that game. They actually got crushed. As a matter of fact, I think they played against Teddy Bridgewater. Not even um, Breeze. Breeze at that time. So I think Bears defensively against Drew B- Breeze offensively, I think I would give the Bears the edge. The only problem is I'm not comfortable. I think a really good quarterback against the Chicago Bears can beat our defense passing. I think we could stop the run, I think we could press the quarterback. But I feel like we still have a few players, a couple of them being rookies, that are just not there yet. I think Drew Brees, if he has the time to sit in the pocket, can pick the Bears, you know, pick the pockets, pick the openings for the, the you know, to obviously potentially score touchdowns or to get first downs. 
Yeah. That being said, if the Bears can collapse that pocket, give Drew Brees no time to sit in that pocket, allow the Bears to do what they do with Khalil Mack and Akeem Nix and and the other uh, uh, Rokon Smith, I think those guys can pressure the. If they can pressure the quarterback, I think Bears can win, especially at home. So I'm I'm going to be biased here because I am a Bears fan. I don't want to see them lose. I, I just feel like the Saints are not playing that great right now. They lost against uh, they lost against the Raiders. Uh, the Saints did uh, a couple weeks ago. I I just feel like the Bears are going to win, but I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a a pretty tight match for next Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go Bears. I'm even going to predict a score here. Let's do. Let's predict a score because we're not. I don't. We're not going to be able to get that in. So I'm going to go Bears. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bears twenty one, and Saints twenty. I think it's going to be twenty one twenty. Wow. Well, that's a great. That's a great uh, uh, shout out there to give your Bears that win. But here's the thing. You know, the Drew Brees is just not the guy you're going to beat with a conservative game plan, and the Bears. You know, that's sort of been their M.O. over the last couple of weeks, playing to their strengths and weaknesses, for that matter. We need to attack to score points. Um, But the Bears are going to have to do that against a very tough Saints D. So that's the question. I mean, but, you know, the one thing the Saints do is they play good defense. But despite playing a good defense, they give up a lot of points. I mean, you know, they give up a ton of points so far this season. So I think the Bears are going to make it interesting. But in the end, if the game is close – I think Drew Brees is going to be the difference. I think it. I think it's going to be the Saints that that beat the Bears in this one. Wow. I would. I, I hate to say that, not knowing how they play against the Rams. I'd love to see. That's the weird thing. Yeah. You, know, you would hope you'd already see how they played. You know, when we do our picks here. But at the end of the day, I just think if they continue on this conservative attack, it's going to be hard to beat a guy like Drew Brees in that way. Um, he's just clicking at all cylinders right now. So I'm going to take the Saints on this one. I think it's going to be 27 to 17. Wow, 27 17. Interesting. All right, go ahead, Tim. Uh, let's T Dog. Let's go ahead and s- you start us off with uh, Sunday night football. Who's playing? Uh, Sunday night football. Well, that's the Cowboys at the Eagles. So whether it's quarterback Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci or Zagreb Skanuski, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, you even know who Ben Naducci or DiNucci even was before today's game. I mean, here's a guy who I think he played at the University of Pittsburgh or, or he was on the bench anyway before going and playing at, uh, I want to say, James Madison University is where he plays collegiate ball. He's a seventh-round pick. But whether it's him or whoever else, it just won't matter when the team is as lost as the Cowboys are. They just cannot seem to get out of this spiral. They're bad on the field. They're showing signs of distrust and unrest in the locker room. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. That's a bad combination for success when you have one of the storied franchises in the league. So I think the Eagles finally get themselves kind of going and, and beat the Cowboys in this game as, as they struggle to kind of get back to and figure out their identity without having Dak Prescott and several other issues that they have. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just think it's going to be the Eagles in this one. So I'm going to take Philly. Yeah. I, you know, um, I'm going to surprisingly this. I feel like this is my lock of the week. I haven't done the lock of the week, but I, I feel okay. Eagles over. You know, the Cowboys can have Mose Tutupu in there. And <laughs> seriously, it, it, it won't matter. Even though Mose is not a, a quarterback. No. But it, it, neither was neither was Lofa. Lofa or Moza? Mose. It don't well, matter well, to Mose me. Mose was his dad. No, I know. 
It doesn't matter to me. They can have whoever they want. I don't think the team has it uh, has the ability to to win. And I think with the Eagles beating lock of the week, beating the Cowboys at home, uh, I feel that 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 just puts the Eagles probably close to five hundred. You know, like I said, that division is horrible. Mm-hmm. So you you basically have the Washington. Uh, uh, football team, which, like I said, might as well be an expansion team that just crushed the Cowboys today. And uh, the Cowboys, man, so is Ezekiel Elliott really that good? Or is that offensive line, which has been the staple for the years? Line is that bad. It's it is that a, bad. It's just a patchwork offensive line. Elliott really does not have time before first contact to really make a move. And with him having the jitters right now, He's not running the typical style that he runs. So it's just everything is pointing down uh, for the Cowboys right now. So it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time for them to right this ship and turn it around. And it's funny you talk about, we just, you know, we talked about Dalton, talked about Danucci and anybody else that could play quarterback for the Cowboys. That's one of the things that's really kind of stirred up right now down here with everything going on is who could they possibly go out and get. And we talked about the trade deadline. We might be talking next week about maybe a, Ryan Fitzpatrick trade or something along those lines. His name's being thrown around a few others. But guess whose name came up as a potential replacement? And not by trade, but by signing. Uh, Jay Cutler. No, he's not coming back. Are you sure? Colin Kaepernick. No. Believe it or not. But I have to tell you, there is no way, in my opinion, I will be shocked if Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, if you remember... Had some is not a big Colin Kaepernick fan by yeah. by all rights. That's not going to happen. But it's still gaining. There's some momentum. There's some stuff going on down here in the media where they're talking about that. So maybe we'll have something to talk about next week. But, wow, that's yeah. huge. That could that potentially could be a game changer. Colin mm-hmm. Kaepernick plays against the Eagles as well, a cowboy. I don't think he would, even if he did, even if something did happen this week, he's there's no way he's playing next week. But. Again, well, well, I'm just I saying, just, even if yeah. you had Colin Kaepernick in the game against the Eagles, Cowboys still lose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The, he's not the – I'm not saying he's the answer. It's just the Cowboys – the division if, – if the Eagles were 5-1 and one and the Eagles were where they were sitting or, you know, the Giants or the Redskins happened to be up there at the top of the division, maybe not. But D- Dallas is within a game or two, game and a half or something in the first of, of the lead with – you know, we're going into week seven or week eight. I mean, so again, they're close enough to where if they need to go get a quarterback, they can. So just something to noodle yeah. on. Maybe yep. we'll see what happens next week. All right, Monday night, last game of the last game of the week. We'll actually talk about Monday night, Monday morning next week. Mm-hmm. So we can either talk about it now or we can just leave that up for next podcast. Well, I'm okay with us, you know, given our pick now. I mean, this one reeks as an up for, of an upset as well, Ron. I mean, the Giants are one and six. Yes. But they've played one of the tougher schedules to start the season. I mean, they open against the undefeated Steelers, the 5-1 and one Bears, uh, before winding out the first four weeks against the Niners and the Rams, two top teams in the NFC we talked about today. So yeah. it's no wonder they were 0-4 other than, you know, the Niners game. They've been in every contest. But this is prime time. And Brady usually shines in prime time, which has me leaning towards the Bucks. But I don't know. I mean, we can make the pick now. If we were to make the pick right now, I'd be taking Tampa Bay. But it's. I think the Giants are going to make a game of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Tampa Bay has, uh, even on the road up in New York, uh, it's it's a familiar place for Brady. 
Um, I think he's comfortable. I think Gronk comes back uh, up there. I, th- I think they just crush it. And what we have to remember, there's going to be an Antonio Brown appearance most likely that week. Um, Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I will I will give Bucks the nod. I don't think – I think Daniel Jones actually has some work ahead of him. Uh, first off, he needs to be able to run 80 yards without <laughs> falling. Um, that would be helpful. Yep. Um, but you know, I can't run but five yards without falling. So I mean, you know, I tip my hat to him. At least he's doing it. But the reality of it is, I think the Giants have a chance to be a good team. I just don't think they're going to be good enough for Tampa Bay's defense and Brady's arm with the weapons that he has surrounding him. So yep. I'm, I am going to go with the Buccaneers at this time. I will probably, most likely, update you guys next week. Uh, for next Monday, our podcast, by the way, goes live, goes uh, drops uh, Monday morning. So you guys will hear us as you're listening to us now. It's Monday morning, and uh, we do appreciate um, you guys listening, and hopefully, you get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, T Dog, you got anything to say as your parting words? Well, I was, I was just going to say, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be exciting. And, you know, if you guys want it, you got something you want us to talk about or chat about in, in, in future podcasts, sh- throw us a tweet. MM quarterbacks or what is it? MA, MM, MM quarterbacks. MM couch potatoes um, is, the, is the Twitter, is the tw- right? Yeah, is the tw- yeah, tweet us at MM couch potatoes. There also, you, you can hit us up on um, an email. Send us an email. Mm-hmm. Info. I-N-F-O at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. And we do have a website. So if you want to go to www.mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com, you can actually see a little picture of us and kind of get an idea of our history. And you can also leave uh, messages. And we'll be more than happy to take those messages on to our next week's podcast. We're also looking to to get some live interviews possibly or podcast interviews uh, in the future. So uh, hang with us. Um, uh, Please give us some feedback. And once again, thank you for listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. 